Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. If you're looking for your UFO fix, you've come to the right place. In this episode, I thought I'd do something just a little bit different and take a look at a MUFON case. And if you want to read the case and uh, go over it yourself, you can go to the MUFON.com website and they have it there. Now, this starts off, uh, the article does, and it tells us the case happened near a place called Orfordville, Wisconsin. And the story begins by saying a Wisconsin witness at Orfordville, Orfordville reported watching two helicopters apparently following a triangle-shaped object, according to testimony in case 89435 from the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON Witnesses Reporting Database. The witness was westbound along Highway 11, heading toward Broadhead at 5.20 p.m. on January 8, 2018. They report the witness as saying, I saw the Greene County helicopter hovering over Broadhead, the witness stated. Pretty normal. They always come around. Then to my left, I saw another chopper heading south going directly over me. Wanting to get a better look, I turned to look for the helicopter and the tree line ends at this point, when I see it, I don't know what this was, but it was at least four times the size of the chopper and had two extremely bright white-blue, like daylight bulb, lights coming from the rear that flashed every second or so. The witness pointed out, having grown up around an airport, there were no green and red lights and it was, and it was way too big and moving way too slow to be a plane plus the size of the lights, would have been the entire wing of a passenger jet. Wow. Plus the size of the lights would have been the entire wing of a passenger jet. That sounds like it might be bigger than four choppers. I have no idea what I saw, but two choppers were watching too. The one followed it all the way to the Illinois border. I guess because the chopper flew south and stopped for a minute then turned around and headed back. Everyone can give me garbage for not having my phone, but I was just going to grab some food quick, and this is not a joke. Wisconsin MUFON director Sue Britton closed this case as an unknown aerial vehicle. Yeah, sounds pretty interesting. Well, and honestly, I'm not sure the guy would have wanted to stop and take a picture anyway. I mean, it sounds like... This thing was being followed by either law enforcement or possibly military. So uh, the authorities were on it. And whether or not you would want to involve yourself in a case like that, well, I guess it's up to you. But I think I would have just kept driving. Now, another case they have here is from 913 of last year. And it's called uh, Cases of Interest, Shape-Shifting UFOs. And this one's by, by an author named Roger Marsh. It starts off saying UFO encounters may be frightening as witnesses observe never-before-seen objects moving in incredible ways. But some sightings, some sightings are further stressed when the object morphs into different shapes. Yes, that is for certainly true. For shape-shifting UFO sightings, excuse me, four shape-shifting UFO sightings were listed in the recently released book UFO Cases of Interest. Of interest 2018 edition by Mutual UFO Network. Move on. A New Mexico witness at Albuquerque reported watching a boomerang shaped object just 500 feet away and seemed to change shapes while moving, according to testimony in case 82456. The witness outside walking north 
on a lunch break at 12.30 p.m. on March 2nd, 2017. And here's what they say. A light gray shape caught my eye, the witness stated. The object was approximately 500 feet away and about 50 feet in the air over a building. At first, I thought it was a flock of birds. And I said, that's interesting. What kind of birds would those be? It seemed to be moving east in a slow flutter. Then it disappeared, like it folded back into the sky. The witness thought that was strange. It then reappeared in a fat boomerang shape. It seemed to be made of multiple light gray, possibly reflective objects, but working together like a school of fish or sequins on a purse or dress. It did seem to have a common background that was dark gray or black. It was still fluttering, but it paused and moved backward just slightly. At this point, a bare tree blocked the view, but the witness kept walking to see the object again. When I saw the shape again, it had changed, and it seemed to be a soft, billowy, upside-down parachute shape with the bottom of a puffy cloud or a puff of factory smoke. I almost convinced myself that it was a deflated weather balloon, but there was no top to the shape, only a distinct bottom. The color of this object seemed to blend with the sky. I could only decipher a dark gray sitting in the bottom of the cloud parachute. Then the object changed again. Now it became almost transparent, as if the sun were reflecting on an invisible craft. Now there really is no overall shape that I can make it out. I saw a few smaller, very rigid shapes like flat prisms or solar panels, and they seemed to fall backwards into the object, and then the whole object faded away. The witness said these events occurred in about 20 to 25 seconds. And when you, when you listen to this witness talk about how this thing changed shapes and blended in, it's almost as if it's engaging in shape-shifting in an effort of camouflage. And sometimes these things, uh, they just appear out of nowhere, and they uh, seem to be mimicking things. Maybe there was a flock of birds around it, and this thing was trying to mimic it. And then maybe it spotted a cloud or something, which it began to mimic it. It's almost as if... It's almost as if they're, it's a crude attempt at blending in or camouflaging, but that could be because the dimension that they come from is so different than our own dimension that even though it's super advanced AI, it's still taking it a while to uh, take in the environment, recognize the environment, and then attempt to blend in with the environment. But they do seem to be able to do that, even though it might take them a while. And, and like she said, this whole thing only took 20 or 25 seconds. Now imagine this huge craft or this huge entity, you know, shifting from its own dimension into our dimension and being able to blend into our dimension within 20 to 25 seconds. That's really, uh, that's pretty amazing. Now I want to cover this one last case here and move on and we'll, we'll wrap it up. And this one says it's a case of interest. UFOs creating dead silence. It says here, this is another by Robert, article by Roger Marsh, and it says, Sounding, Sound deadening of Mother Nature's natural noise is one thread UFO witnesses report when unusual craft move close. Four cases where natural sound was absent during a UFO event were reported in the Mutual uh, MUFON's new book release. The book cites 241 cases of interest from 2017 where further study is encouraged. 
241 cases. Wow. In addition to other case elements, all of the witnesses noted the exclusion of natural sound during the event. A Pennsylvania witness at a Camp Hill reported watching a circle-shaped light the size of a house at the tree line that appeared to mesmerize both the witness and the dog, according to testimony in case 82029. The witness's dog woke the witness at 2.17 a.m. on January 7, 2017 and was immediately taken out to the backyard. She immediately ran around the pool four times without ever stopping to go to the bathroom and then stopped in the middle of the yard facing the fill behind my backyard, the witness stated. All of a sudden, a bright light appeared at the end of this field. The witness described the light, and they go on to say, the witness says, it was perfectly round and was about the size of a house. The light was slightly above the trees. There was no origination point, either above, below, left, or right to this light. The light tilted downward, and at that point, the light appeared to be oval-shaped. The edges of the light were defined, with no shadows or extending light from it. There were no noises. There were no noises or sounds. As a matter of fact, everything was unusually still and very dark that evening. The witness became frozen and mesmerized by the light source. This is a common denominator. The light these things put out is frankly mesmerizing. It's like nothing people have seen before. And maybe it's a different kind of light they're using. We can only speculate possibly it's the uh, the material that the light's made of. You know, our light, which comes from the sun, we know is made up of photons. But this stuff is generated by either some sort of extraterrestrial vehicle or by some sort of extraterrestrial entity or maybe extra-dimensional or interdimensional uh, energy source. So it's a completely different light than what humans are accustomed to. And if you've ever seen one of these things, you can see the light, especially the bright white kind, it just fills everything up. You'll believe me, you've never seen anything like it. And so I can understand why this woman says that she felt mesmerized. And it's uh, There's some sort of, I think, energy being released with this stuff. And I think that whatever this light is, it's not the same as our light. I mean, it, there's no other way to explain it that it fills in all the spaces. And in a lot of these cases, you know, when you see this light, it doesn't create shadows like a normal light does. It just seems like it... It just fills up all the spaces. It's it's really very, very strange. But anyway, getting back to MUFON, an excellent source uh, for anybody that likes to do amateur sleuthing or UFO investigation because MUFON does the very best job they can, I think, of getting the facts down at least. What happened, where it happened, when it happened, and how it happened. And they just do such an excellent job of taking the description of the individual word for word and then trying to place that in the context of what, when, where. And that's what you need if you're going to do serious investigation of UFOs. And a lot of these cases are, a lot of them are a little scary, but a lot of them are a lot of fun to read. So I hope you enjoyed it. Now, in closing, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you think, well, I've had an experience like that, well, don't be afraid to stop by Anchor and send me a voice message, and I'll try to listen to it when I can. And maybe we'll pick out a couple of them and do a show on them sometime. And uh, 
Let me also say that if you like the show, if you like the content, don't be afraid to stop by uh, Anchor and make a donation to help keep the show going because we need all the help we can get, quite frankly. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Until next time, this is UFO Warning saying over and out. Thank <music> you.